Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. There you go, Rich McKay, Malcolm Glazer, John Gruden, Mike Tirico, Keyshawn John. That was a full stage on that day in San Diego. And Key, they always say, what's the old saying? Getting there's one thing, staying there's another, right? Yeah. And that's where we'll start this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, the Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera will be here in 10 minutes. He's got a very interesting quarterback situation of his own to talk about, and he could be the NFL's coach of the year for the third time tomorrow night. The guys like Bill Belichick have done that. It's a very rare honor. We'll find out. We'll talk to Coach Rivera in just about now nine minutes. So you guys have both won championships. And then, Key, you as essentially have said no matter how hard it is to go back-to-back, let's be honest, the last team to go back-to-back in the NFL was Tom and the Patriots, right? I mean, Patrick's going to have a chance to do it on Sunday, and it would be the first time since Tom and company did it in 03-04. To your point, though, you say, never mind back-to-back, had things gone the right way, it could have been a three-peat. You, you, with our team, our team was still relatively young. We were right there. We weren't young, but we had a mix of veteran guys that still had a lot of clock left and could still ball out. Um, I think just personal issues got in the way of us repeating. I think we had a young head coach in John Gruden. Not I think I know. We had a young head coach in John Gruden. And you get caught up in this, who gets the credit, all of these sort of things. He became a very powerful individual within the organization mm-hmm. uh, once he won the championship. It was almost like he gets all the power. He gets to say on everything now. So, you know, we, we come out the gate the next year. It's a rough off season. We come out the gate the next year, and we're not playing great. We're not bad. We're just – we needed to rally and stick together. And it just didn't – it started to crumble apart. I get deactivated. Rich McKay leaves in the middle of the season to go be the offensive court. I mean, the general manager of the Tampa Bay, of uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Crazy. In after, the middle in of the, the season. Yeah, he like, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I just was like, oh, when I, I, you know, you had already kind of knew some stuff was getting ready to take place. Um, then, you know, you get through that end of that season and, you know, John Lynch is gone. Warren Sapp's gone. Like, everybody start. Dexter Jackson goes in Arizona in free agency. You, you think about the Simeon Rice's. I mean, you just think about the team. Mm-hmm. Like, we really had a Keenan McCardell leaves and goes to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Joe Jervicius, he leaves and goes to Cleveland. We had a team. If we could have just kept it nice and tight and get no egos involved, we probably could have won two championships, probably like two or three in a row for <laughs> sure. There's such an equal distribution between uh, skill and luck to get it done, right? Like, yeah. it's, there's so many, like, so many, I don't think people recognize how many things need to go your way in order for those back to back championships to occur, right? Like, prime example, Chad Henney doesn't make that play. We could be talking about something different for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Like, it's like Patrick Mahomes in there between, like, thank you, Lord, like, anything is possible for Chad Henney. Like, that becomes a huge storyline if they're able to get it done again. Like, for me, look, I, we were down four against uh, Indiana. Like, I hit a three. I get fouled. I missed the free throw. Carlos Boozer gets the rebound. He, we think he gets fouled. He misses the putback. We don't get a chance to compete for back-to-back up to, after being up double digits in that game in the second half. So it, so many things just have to roll your way in order for it to happen, and luck plays a huge factor into it. I, I think our demise really started with egos. I mean, we really, you know, because if you look at it, we had an offense that can get it done, and we had a dominant defense. No question about it. 
that offense, we had just learned it. We, it was a first year. We hadn't been there, but really, you know what I'm saying, that the first year we win, we come back. The second year, it's like, okay, we, we now could start to learn what it is, how it's going to roll, how those things, and it just did not click at the level it should have. I know you're well, not in the Chiefs. I'm sorry, Jay, I just want to quickly ask both of ahead. you. I know that you're, we're not in the Chiefs locker room, but is, what are the telltale signs from the guys we know, the character they have, the way that they're locked in, that they can keep it harmonious? Well, I think you just got a veteran coach, right? It starts up top. You got a coach with Andy Reid. He's not going to stand for anything less, right, than perfection. You got guys like Eric Bieniemy on the coaching staff, but you also got accountability from the quarterback position in Patrick Mahomes. Then you look at Kelsey and you look at some of the other pieces that they have in store, that they understand the goal. And the goal is to win the championship as a team collectively, not individually. And I think that that is where a lot of teams sometimes go wrong. When you think about Super Bowl champions, you talk about Jimmy Johnson, the Dallas Cowboys repeating. When they repeated, there was no egos involved. That stuff didn't start happening to, oh, who gets the credit, Jimmy or Jerry? And it started as they started to have success over long periods of time. Now somebody needs the credit. Like, that's how, you, that's how it gets fractured. It never happened in New England because New England's guy is Bill Belichick. He didn't allow those sort of things to take place. We should remind you, with supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call, click Granger.com slash safety or just stop by. I know Jay's got some NBA duties tonight. The Super Bowl, not the only marquee event this weekend. Saturday, it's the Warriors and the Mavericks. Steph and Luca on the same court. Mavs are hoping Luca can get in the zone. Luca has been... <laughs> He's not mince words. He's very angry with his teammates. Get in the zone. Brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. That game also, by the way, is going to be on ABC primetime Saturday night. Let's get back to the NFL. Yeah, uh, Coach Rivera, man. He's a, he's a dude. When I look at Coach Rivera, he reminds me so much of my dad. He came to work every day like everything was okay. And still come to practice and coaches with that same energy. And I'm so tired. Yeah, all I need is good vibes. And in one of the strangest years in NFL history, Washington changed its culture, changed its name, and went from picking second in the draft to finishing first in their division. And I'm so tired. Yeah, all I need is good vibes. You said it right, Bram Weinstein. You said it right. What an amazing ride for the Washington football team. It's going to be a weekend of honors, obviously, Sunday night, whoever hoists Lombardi, Super Bowl 55. But, you know, Peyton Manning's going to get the call from the hall and Charles Woodson's going to get the call from a hall. It's going to be a legendary, amazing weekend for so many people. And it might be too for our next guest, Ron Rivera, the Washington football team head coach. He joins us this morning on the Goodyear hotline coach at the NFL honors tomorrow. You could just become the third coach to win coach of the year at least three times. Listen to this company. The late great Don Shula won it four times. Bill Belichick won it three times. You could be in that company tomorrow. I just wonder, being in that group is one thing, but getting number three after everything you've gone through this year, what would that mean on top of the honor itself? There you go. Oh, looks like we'll have All Coach right. here in Sorry. just a second. I would not have guessed that. I love Coach Rivera, but I would not have guessed it would be Shula Belichick and possibly Rivera. Not that I see him in a different light. He's a Super Bowl coach, but that is incredible exclusive company. Coach, let's get back to you. I hope you heard what I said. You're on deck for maybe 
your third coach of the year award. Don Shula won it four times. Bill Belichick won it three times. If you get there, great, amazing company. But what would it mean considering what you personally went through this year to get to that potential third one? Well, you know, I think it really means is, is it's about what we're trying to do here more so than anything else. You know, you talked about it in my introduction was we, we, we came here with the intent of changing the culture. We came here with the intent of winning. Um, you know, we won the division last year. We got ourselves into, into the playoff hunt. I got into the playoffs, and that's the ultimate goal. So I think really just says a lot about where we're headed in the direction uh, that we are going. For you individually, though, Coach, how would you compare this one to the two others you know, and considering everything that you've gone through personally in your life. Well, you know, the biggest thing for me personally, more than anything else, is just the the, the fact that, you know, we were able to, to do those things that we, we set out to do. The biggest thing that we really wanted to do was was win and, and get these guys to learn and understand it. But for me personally, doing what, what we did and accomplishing it, you know, I take a lot of pride in it. I really do. Um I don't think it was one of my best coaching jobs I've ever done just because of the whole atmosphere and the situation. Um, I think the, 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 it was one of the best coaching jobs our staff did because uh, we had a lot of guys that picked up the slack for me um, you know, when I was going through my treatments early in the morning or when uh, we out, were actually on the practice field and, and I couldn't get into the middle of things like I wanted to. Um, a lot of the guys picked it up, and, and I was really pleased with that. I, mean, I really saw a lot of growth from our young coaches um, especially. Coach, you're not you. You may not be the only one that take home hardware tomorrow at the NFL Honors. Your quarterback Alex Smith could be the comeback player of the year. When you look back at this season, what I would say, what has, what is, what is it like? Like, what is it impress you the most about not only the season but Alex making this major comeback? You, you know, I didn't know what to expect when we started. Um, you know, I was told that that he was cleared. We went into camp and, you know, we had him on pup initially because I, I had to make sure he could protect himself. And then we got him off a of pup and we gradually increased his work. And then at the end of camp, with, with about probably eight practices left to go, he came to me and said he wanted more. He had to know. And so we put him out there. We exposed him to a lot more. And he really came through. I mean, the things that 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 you needed to do as a quarterback, he was able to do and show us that, hey, he's ready. And you could just see it grow. The confidence and the way he did things just kept getting better and better, and he kept getting stronger and stronger. Um, it's about as impressive a, 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 a comeback as I've ever seen. I mean, it really was. He did a lot of good things and really just put himself back out there. Coach, you, you faced the Bucks just a few weeks ago in the NFC Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, what will be the Chiefs' biggest test on Sunday night? I think the biggest test for them is, is really getting after the quarterback more than it is anything else. I mean, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. They've, they, they've got a lot of good weapons around him, but Tom is still the guy pulling the trigger. He is the guy making the decisions. And because of that, they have to get to him. I mean, you know, we played them pretty well, but the one thing that happened was Tom played his typical playoff-type game. I mean, he was very efficient, made good decisions, got the ball out when he needed to get it out, made the plays. Uh, when they need to be made. And, and and that really the thing that stuck out in my mind more so than anything else is that, you know, we, we had a plan to go get after him. They did a good job protecting him, but Tom did a really good job in terms of getting the ball where it needed to be. And it was, it was just one of those very efficient games that he has. And then for the opposing team, what is the hardest thing to stop about Patrick Mahomes? Well, it, it's his, the way he distributes the ball. 
you know, he has so many weapons, whether it's throwing the ball to the tight end or to one of his receivers or getting the ball to his back. He has so many weapons that, and he distributes them and he knows when the hot hand is going and he gets that ball in that guy's hands and he continues to do the things that he needs to do to make plays. That's the thing that's going to be really difficult as far as uh, Tampa, because again, I, I know a lot of talk about Kansas City's uh, offensive line has been kind of put back together, but you still have the same guy back there making the decisions to, to, to distribute the ball. That's going to be the thing. I mean, this really, this game really is about the two quarterbacks, um, you know, who can affect them the most uh, or who can protect theirs the most. Coach, you mentioned quarterback and obviously there's a number of them that's going to be available. Um, whether it's through trade, free agency, or the draft. And there's a guy in New England that'll be free. And I have to ask you this, that, you know, you have some experience with. Will you look at Cam Mm -hmm. Newton from an external standpoint, or will you stick with the guys that you have internally right now on the roster? Well, the biggest thing we're doing right now, Kishan, is, is we are truly evaluating the position. Um, we're going to exhaust all our options, and we're going to really, really look at them and talk about them. Um, you know, we, we we recently just finished our uh, our our own personnel reviews, um, going through our players, talking about them. Uh, we're mapping out exactly the direction we're going to be headed as far as uh, each position. So, will we consider? Well, we'll most certainly look look at them. We most certainly will talk about them. Uh, but you know, there are no promises. Understood. Look, you continue, coach. You continue to make history, and you did it again there in Washington, making uh, Jennifer King a full-time assistant. First black full-time assistant coach in the National Football League. Female. 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 Thank you, Zubin. Um, What's it like (laughs) working with Jennifer? You know, it's been a great experience. You know, I I met her through one of the programs the NFL has started, um, and and – the thing that has really impressed me about her is, first of all, her desire to do it. Um, you know, she accepted the opportunity to come in and, and really just do it on a volunteer basis um, during camp. And each year she would come in and she'd get involved. Um, then she went out and got her a job, uh, got herself a job working in the college ranks with Dartmouth and then came back and did an internship with us. Uh, and then this past year, I gave her the opportunity to be a part-time uh, coach for us. She went through it. And then most recently, uh, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, in my mind's eye, I kept thinking about the fact that every time we've given her a task, we've given her an opportunity, she's ran with it and done a great job. So now I figure this is the opportunity to give her the full-time uh, position and then see exactly how far she can take it. So she's been impressive. She really has. And she, she's got a tremendous amount of desire to do this the right way. Coach, did it like blow your mind though when she's Xing and Oing and telling people what to do and it's yes. exactly what you know it should be? Did that like would that wow you? You know, it, it did, but it shouldn't have because you know her background, you know, it has always been in coaching. You know, she's she has played women's professional football, uh, but she has coached collegiately basketball, and so each time, you know, I've, uh, you know, she's gotten more and more put on her plate. You could see her growth and her development. And the more and more she got, the more confident she became. And and really, by empowering her as a coach, uh, I really do expect to see her take the next step. Mm, it's a beautiful thing. Coach, uh, can you take me back for a second when you decided to accept this job? I mean, so much has changed this year from Jason Wright being 
you know, insert it into the equation, a job he's done from a leadership mm-hmm. perspective, you yourself, Jennifer King is an assistant coach. Um, what were your, what was your mindset originally about how do we change the culture of this organization? Well, you know, coming in, um, it really was about, I thought going to be really the stuff that we did on the field. But as, as I got here and, and it kind of changed a little bit with some of the stuff that we had to deal with off the field, those types of things. Um, and just the realization that, you know, we're going to have to be very diverse in our approach to this because it's, it just can't be on the field anymore. It, it is, it is now, you know, what's going on in society today itself as well. So, um, the move to bring Jason Wright in was, 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 I thought was brilliant. Um, you know, it's one of the things that Mr. Snyder was looking at, uh, Jason name had come across his board. He started interviewing Jason, gave me a call and asked me to interview, uh, Jason. Jason and I had a great conversation. Then we got together with Mr. Snyder. We, we continued to talk. And when we were done, the one thing that really impressed the both of us was it, 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 it really, it didn't matter what Jason's color was. What was really impressive was who he is as a leader. And that was probably the biggest thing that really stuck in our minds that, you know what? Oh, and he happens to be black. Um, and that's what, that, that, that I think really just helps because now we don't look at, oh, we got to hire a black person here or, or we got to hire a Hispanic person here. No, or a woman there. No, we hired who we felt were really good, who we felt were the best people for us. And that's what we've got with Jason. You know, we did something with our, with our personnel department and hiring a, a, an executive vice president of football and personnel and hiring a general manager. You know, one happens to be white, one happens to be black, but we feel we got the best of both worlds in terms of who these guys are. We've got a guy that's a road warrior that likes to get out on the road. We have a guy that's very efficient and very effective in the office, and we feel we have a good combination. And that's what we've done, and what's helped is that people are seeing that we are trying to make change. We're trying to change how we do things um, for the better. Yeah. And that's what's been coming across, and that's, that's how we're going to continue to approach things. Coach, I don't know if you play Kansas City or Tampa Bay next year, but if I asked you to give me a prediction of the Super Bowl, would you? <laughs> no, I can't because we play them both next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I didn't want to give you – hey, yes. I didn't want to give them no headlines or nothing like that. Wanted to make sure. I know. That's why I appreciate you asking. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to get the heads up. And I, I really just echo what you said there in your penultimate answer. I know you had a full fun with Keep, but what you just said there before is important because most people tend to think of a football team as the 53 in the coaching staff, but it's really beyond that. It's the front office. It's everybody that makes these people – putting them in a position to succeed. You got to broaden your scope because it's, I mean, such a cliche. There is such little difference between winning and losing in the NFL that you got to cast a wide net because any one person, any little thing could make the difference in a league that is structured to be as full of parity as the league is. Hey, uh, we're not supposed to root for things. We're not supposed to, but Hey, if you win tomorrow night, I think it would be great to, to be there with Don Shula and Bill Belichick and the best is yet to come for the Washington football team. Coach, thank you for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. Know how busy you are moving towards the draft. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you, guys. Uh-huh. That's Ron Rivera. One other thing I wanted to mention, we've talked about this over the course of the minority coaches not being there. This is, this is not a black head coach, as he referenced himself. He's a Hispanic head coach, but he's a second time. Yeah. Minority head coach. Not a lot of them. We talked about him with Herm and we talked about him with Art Shell and Hugh Jackson and others. And, um, but, you know, that's, that's it's no, a rarity. He does, he does it's a, a good, rarity. He does a good job. He deserves to be a head coach again. Took Carolina to the Super Bowl. And I don't know, maybe he'll take Washington to the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. Now that 
would be something. He broached well, it. That, well, I mean, he, he didn't, broached it. He didn't say no. He didn't say yeah. He's going to look at him, and we'll see. Indeed. You know, Zubin, it, yeah. it, we always remain objective in our job, obviously, when we're talking about people, but it, it's hard not to root for Riverboat Ron. Every time we talk to him, he just continues to blow me away. Yeah, I mean, he entered a – look, I'll just lastly say this. He, he's, he came into a situation where they said, bro, we hired you to be the head coach, but he's so much more than that. He was a de facto mm. spokesman because, you know, Mr. Snyder's, he called him the owner. He was just getting killed left and right with headlines. He wasn't speaking publicly. Coach Rivera to come out and talk about everything that goes beyond football, and that's not an easy thing to do. Especially he, when you, you are getting there to gather all the facts. You don't right. even know what's going on. He rolls in in January, and they're like, what do you think about the name change? I'm like, you know, I was at the Panthers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what do you want me to say about this? But he had to deftly navigate well, What that. do you think about this? So this just came across my desk. This just happened over here. Well, you wasn't here five years ago, but this is, you know, it's like, well, whoa, wait a minute. What did I just step exactly. in? It's part of the job. Part of the job. Keyshawn J. Wills, you've been presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save in as little as three minutes at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Selection Sunday is Sunday, March 14th as we creep closer. Ooh. Tune in tomorrow. I'm with you, Jay, for college basketball action. Virginia hosting the Louisville Cardinals. Coverage begins at 3.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. On the way, why our next guest says bet. We got one more guest. No, I just, it's your favorite topic besides hockey, gambling. On the way, our next guest says bet on Patrick Mahomes on mm. Sunday. But bet what specifically? Super Bowl championship and Super Bowl MVP. What can you possibly do to top this? Win another one. Fire the cannon! Tom Brady goes there. Now they're in the Super Bowl. What is it Tom Brady is known for? Winning the Super Bowl. This is Super Week 2021. With Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Good morning, I'm Superman to here with your Sports Center update. He's looking through his phone. There's some good stuff in that phone. That's some good <laughs> stuff in that phone. His squad, some good stuff last night. Big second half run for the Lakers. They were down a dozen at the half. They won by 21 over the Nuggets, 114. 93, so LeBron, I would assume, was very happy with that, but he was not pleased. By the way, LeBron triple-double. He was not happy that the NBA is going to be holding its All-Star game March 7th in Atlanta. The league's on a break from March 5th to 10th, and LeBron had 71 days off. Remember, they didn't win the title, I think, until August 17th, a Sunday night in the bubble that I'm sure Jay remembers. I was like, I didn't really have an offseason. I'm older. you got to give me a break. This game doesn't mean much. Why are we doing this? We need to stay away from each other. The NBA and PA... They don't care. The game is happening. Even somebody as powerful as LeBron not able to swing the emotion. It was sort of agreed to, so there's probably nothing the King 
could really do. Black History Always as we celebrate Black History Month. Today, you may remember when the NFL last season had an all-black officiating crew to work Week 11 Monday Night Football. Rams and Bucks in a game won by Los Angeles. Remember the Senior Vice President of Officiating for the NFL, Al Riveron, Minority Senior Vice President of Officiating Administration, Perry Fuel. So some guys not just wearing the black and white stripes. Managing the officials, the first black official in any major American sport, Burl Toller, by the NFL in 1965. And then all of those years later, 55 years later on that night in 2020, great moment for those men. Sports Center presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Get to get, have a chance to repeat, get to do it against the best. It's something special, and I'm excited for the opportunity. Their door's not closing anytime soon, but they've got to cash in when the opportunity presents itself. You know, I don't think he meant to say mm. it, but it works perfectly because it's time to cash in. Let's go to the Goodyear hotline and welcome in Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN's Daily Wager, Monday through Friday, 6 Eastern, ESPN 2. Saturday on ESPN Radio, he's all over. And as I always like to say, if you care about any numbers other than the final score, this is your segment. Joe, good morning. Everything revolving around Pat Mahomes. Give me the best bets surrounding Pat Mahomes for Sunday at Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. You know it's a big game when, when Zubin's not screwing around. He's just going to get right to it. No <laughs> Let's go. Hello, no how are you. No nothing. What's up, just Joe, right man? How you doing? I'll, I'll, I'll intro you like that. Keyshawn, it's always a pleasure. Jay Will, we got Duke UNC this weekend. I'm going to need yeah. some advice on that at some point. So, yeah, you know, so you have am the I. numbers. Blow me up whenever you like. Let me know what's going on there. Um, let's start with Patrick Mahomes and one angle some people like to play when it comes to the Super Bowl, right? Kansas City's laying three points right now. Now, you could lay three points and try to cover that spread if you like the Chiefs, or you have the opportunity to play the money line. The money line means you just need your team to win the game. And right now, that's currently priced at minus 165. So what that means is if you risk $165 on the Chiefs to win the game, you would get a profit of $100, minus 165. So that's another way to play it. A third way to play it is to bet Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. You might say, what are you talking about? Mahomes to win the MVP. I want the Chiefs to win. Well, the quarterback has won the MVP award, what? In 30 of 54 Super Bowls? Wow. We should actually say 55 because Super Bowl twelve had co-MVPs. Mm. But the reality here is, what's the likelihood in your mind that the Chiefs win this game and Mahomes doesn't win the MVP? Do you Pretty suddenly low. see a 13-10 to 10 <laughs> final score where the yeah. Kansas City defense rises above? Maybe. Maybe something like that could happen, but it's unlikely. Mahomes to win MVP is minus 120. So if you believe the Chiefs win and that Mahomes is going to win the MVP award, you can go out there and rather than worry about the spread, rather than worry about the pricey money line, just play Mahomes at minus 120. It'll give you a much better price. On top of that, if you want another Mahomes prop, I'd play over 40 and a half passing attempts. He averaged 39 passing attempts per game this season, so we're not asking him to go that far above and beyond. He also threw the ball 49 times against Tampa in Week 12. That's telling because Tampa was up 17-0 after the first quarter, they were up 20-7 to at the half, and they were up two scores going into the fourth quarter. Translation, he's throwing the ball whether they have the lead or not primarily because Tampa Bay was number one in opponent yards per rushing attempt this year. They're very good against the run. So whether they're up or down, Mahomes is going to be throwing. I like over 40 and a half passing attempts. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Joe, who scores the first touchdown? 
All right, so I like to play one on each side of the equation, which means I'm definitely going to have a loser, but I like the action on Super Bowl Sunday. On the Tampa Bay side, I'm going to play Rob Gronkowski at 18-1. to Now, most people say Gronk hasn't scored a lot this year. He's a bit broken down. He's a shell of his former self. All true. Late in the career, guy's gone through a lot of injuries. But look at the matchup here. All right, Kansas City gave up the eighth most receptions, the fifth most receiving yards, and the seventh most touchdowns to opposing tight ends. Hmm. All right, they do not defend the tight end position well. In addition, Gronkowski ranked second this season on the Bucks roster in red zone targets. Brady's still looking his way one way or another. And with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and possibly Antonio Brown out there on the field, how much attention can Kansas City play to Rob Gronkowski? At 18-1, to 1, are we even talking about the fact that this could be his last game on Sunday? That maybe he goes back into retirement? He showed up huge for Brady in that Super Bowl against the Rams. He made the big reception that set up the only touchdown of the game. At 18-1, to 1, I'll play Gronk to score the first TD for the Bucks. I'll also play Gronk over 29.5 receiving yards for the same reasons. On the Kansas City side, I'm going to play Sammy Watkins at 20-1 to 1 to score the first touchdown. There's going to be a lot of attention on Tyreek Hill based on what he did to this Tampa team back in Week 12. I don't think you can stop Tyreek Hill, but maybe you can prevent him from going for close to 300 yards like he did last time. So if you're trying to limit Tyreek Hill and you're also paying attention to Travis Kelsey, well, that's going to leave some opportunities for some other guys out there. Sammy Watkins had a big playoff run last year. He's sitting at 20 to 1. He's got home run speed. I'd play him and maybe consider Miko Hardman as well for a lot of the same reasons. Who commits the first penalty? <laughs> I love this prop. So I'm going to play Kansas City. It's plus money at plus 115, meaning a $100 wager brings back $115 in profit. I think the refs are going to let them play. I think the last thing the NFL wants is a Monday morning where you guys come on the air and you're talking about an egregious call that happened in the fourth quarter. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to focus on the officiating. It's like we saw in the NFC Championship game, right? They let them play. Now, I don't know if it's going to be that laissez-faire, but at the same time, the last few Super Bowls, we don't see the refs get involved too much. Let them go for a little bit. That's what the fans want. I think that really hinders the penalties on, on defensive holding, pass interference, but you can't let them play when it comes to a fall. False start. Right. Kansas City had the fourth most false starts this year. Tampa Bay ranked 23rd. Mm. And in overall penalties this year, Kansas City was fourth. Tampa was 20th. I'd play Kansas City to commit the first penalty. All right, Joe, let's talk real talk here. Coin toss, Gatorade color, national anthem over and under. <laughs> is there a random prop that you like? Give me the real stuff here. All right. Coin toss is, is strictly for fun because you're playing, paying juice on this, right? It's a 50-50 yeah. proposition. So the fact that you're laying juice means it's a long-term <laughs> bad investment. This is one I personally stay away with because ultimately – I'm generally, it won't be this year, but I'm generally with a bunch of people for this game. Too many people are talking. I have to get up close to the TV. I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on. I can't hear. I can't <laughs> see. I never trust the result. I'm just, I'm such a mess. I don't, I'd rather, I don't want to risk starting the day with my first bet as a loser more so than like, I want to start the day with my first bet as a winner. I pass on that Gatorade bath. I'm pretty sure they dunked Andy Reed with orange, which yes. is either orange or citrus cooler last year. So if you like Kansas city, I'd play the orange. And then uh, you were talking about national anthem. This is the one that gets interesting. So I'm not sure how it's going to shake down this year, but if you're in the betting community, the last five years or so, let's say the information kind of leaks, right? Sometime on on Friday or Saturday before the Super Bowl, the rehearsals take place and the timed rehearsal gets out and people start firing. And there's been great opportunity on this. I go back to the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. The over under was two minutes. 
Pink had five rehearsals that all timed out at 153 or 154. So everyone was betting the under. They adjusted the price. Pink comes out. She knocks it out of the park. 154, bang on the nose. We haven't seen any of that yet. And because of COVID, there are some rumors that the rehearsal might be taking place via Zoom or something like that. So keep an eye on social media if you want that result. If you are looking for another random one, though, I'd play Kansas City to have the longest kickoff return in this game. If you look at the two teams this year, Tampa Bay is only generally generating a touchback on 64, excuse me, 74% of its kickoffs. Kansas City is getting a touchback on 84% of its kickoffs. That's one of the edges there. I play Kansas City at plus money to have the longest kickoff return. So let me ask you this, though, Joe. The, the guy who uh, laid down the bet, what was it, $3.5 million? Yeah, right in that neighborhood. Why would he do that? Why am I just going to give mine away? I don't give a damn how much money I got. <laughs> Well, okay. He's not a gambler, Joe. (laughs) The first thing I'll say is this. He played Tampa Bay at plus three and a half. And when it comes to the side in this game, that's where the professionals are lining up. They want Tampa Bay at three and a half or better. Three is the most important number in football betting because more games end with a scoring differential of three than any other scoring differential, right? Mm -hmm. 24 to 21, 20 to 17, 31, 28. You get where I'm going here, right? So because of that, last five years, about 15% of games land on three. It's very important when you're betting that if you like the dog, Get three and a half if it's available. If you like the favorite, get two and a half if it's available. The pros came in and they played Tampa Bay. They played Tampa Bay against New Orleans, and it worked. They played Tampa Bay against Green Bay, and it worked. They played him here at three and a half and knocked it down to three. So that guy came in, and I'll give him this credit. While I like Kansas City minus three in this game, if you're going to play Tampa Bay, three and a half is the way to go. And that guy got that number. Fascinating. Three and a half for three and a half mil. Hey, last thing for you. I know you got one on the way out the door, so I guess it's the Two more to go. Um, why is gambling down on the game this year? I saw a story that, like, I mean, if you're not going to wager on the Super Bowl, what what do we have for March Madness and all these other sports? It's the Super Bowl, for goodness sake. What's the reasoning? Uh, COVID. You don't have as many people traveling to a place like Las Vegas. So, normally, this is one of the three biggest weekends of the year out here. New Year's Eve is huge. I'm sure at least a couple of you are aware of that. Uh, the Super Bowl is huge. And March Madness, obviously, very huge. So with the restrictions and everything, it's not as if the town's going to be dead, but it's going to be nowhere near what it used to be. Although with mobile wagering and the rise of legalization in the states, there is the anticipation that the number, the handle, and handle is the total amount of money bet on the game, the handle should still be quite large this year. But yeah, that's one of the reasons. Travel restrictions and everything going on with the pandemic is is supposedly having an effect, at least early in the process. Joe, I'm telling you right now, March Madness is going to be insane. Come year. find me, son. Come it's find going me. To be insane. <laughs> hey, Joe. Let me ask you one more before we let you go. Sure. Have they have they uh, made a decision on, or is there a prop bet on the uniform colors? Which teams wearing what? You know, I haven't seen anything on that yet. I'll take a look. I know sometimes books might be a little hesitant when it comes to wagers like that because the information could get out there in advance, and if they don't have it first, they don't want to expose themselves to a whole lot of liability. But at the current moment, I haven't seen anything uniform-related. If I do, I'll make sure I'll send it your way. Indeed. Uh. With the Bucks wearing their whites, and that has certainly worked in their three games. Anything on the way out the door? we got to run. Anything quick? Yeah, I'd say Brady under 39 and a half passing attempts. He only hit that number in nine of 19 games this year. And in 18 games, the Chiefs only faced in a, quarter, a quarterback who threw the ball 40 or more times 
five times. All right, only happened five times against the Chiefs this year. Those were all games in which the Chiefs were up by two or more scores with significant amount of time left in the game. Translation, garbage time numbers, guys throwing the ball all over the place. I don't. I like Kansas City, but I don't see it being a, a complete blowout. I don't think Brady's going to need to throw the ball 40 times in this game under 39 and a half passing attempts. Interesting. Good info on Mahomes on the way in, Brady on the way out. Joe, thank you very much. You guys are the best. Best of luck to you this weekend. Uh Same to you. Time to get even and even worse. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. The NBA's on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night. Luca and the Mavs host Steph and the Warriors presented by Indeed. Coverage 8 Eastern on most ESPN radio stations also on ABC. On the way, we will finally get the guys Super Bowl 55 on the books score predictions from the fellas. And I'll tell you why this year when you're watching the game, it's not going to look like anything like a normal Super Bowl. And when you're watching the commercials, same deal. Nothing like you've ever seen before. Hey, it's Greeny, and we're getting ready for the last football Friday of this season. And in it, I will tell you exactly who is going to win Super Bowl 55 and why and who's going to be the MVP. All that and more, don't miss it. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. This is Super Week 2021 with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Before we let you go, give me a prediction of Super Bowl 55. And here comes Bart. Tampa is going to squeak it out. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be uh, 31-27. Ron Rivera, the Washington football team head coach, he joins us this morning. If I asked you to give me a prediction of the Super Bowl, would you? <laughs> no, I can't because we play them both next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I didn't want to give you, hey, yes. I didn't want to give them no headlines or nothing like that. Bowl predictions here in just a second. Savvy veteran move by the veteran coach Ron Rivera to say, I can't tell you anything. I can't give him bulletin board material for 2021. Just in case we see him in the playoffs of the regular season, they'll see both Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. That's why I asked him, though. I didn't want to 
put him out there. Well said. Well said. Broached it very gently. He had a good sense of humor about it. We'll get Jay's prediction. We'll get Key's prediction in mind here in just a second. We've been taking yours all morning. So before I let you go, you guys know the deal. 22,000 fans will be at the game. It's not going to feel like the Super Bowl. There'll be 7,500 vaccinated frontline workers. That will feel good. Super Bowl halftime show, because of the lack of fans, as I mentioned earlier this morning by the weekend, is going to be taking place in, in large part in the stands instead of on the field. It's not going to be pyrotechnics. You're not going to hear a ton of noise, even though it's a corporate crowd. It just won't feel like it during the game when you're watching on CBS. I, w- I will mention, though, they're going, there's still some ads available. Five and a half mil for 30 seconds. So if you want to dip in and get a KJZ ad, fourth quarter, like two minutes to go, Key, if you want to just splurge for that, that would be great for the show. No, I just want, wanted to throw I, it out. I, I don't want to do that. Okay. Maybe you can mm. talk to, to Mickey and Minnie and see if they want to <laughs> contribute. I'll ask Mickey, Minnie, Bob and Bob to see if they want to do that. All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll see, though. So here's the thing. It's also not going to feel like the game during the commercials because the classic advertisers in Super Bowl 55 are not going to be there. Coca-Cola is sitting it out. You know why Coca-Cola has been hit hard? You know where people drink Coke in large quantities? Stadiums. Nobody's going to games. Where do they drink them in large quantities? The movie theater with your popcorn and your nachos. Barely anybody's going to the movies. So you're not going to have that. Pepsi is the sponsor of the halftime show, and they're going to have some stuff with Mountain Dew and Frito-Lay, some of the stuff Pepsi owns, but they're not going to have a ton. Anheuser-Busch, the Clydesdales, the horses, the, the what's up? Remember those guys, the what's up guys? All the, they are going to advertise like Bud Seltzer, the fizzy stuff, but you're not going to have your old Budweiser advertisement, all the things you're looking to see. You will see ads for Triller. I'm old. I'm old. So I was told this is the rival to TikTok. It's the rival to TikTok. And I don't care how you dance, but that is going to be advertising. (laughs) Vroom, which is an online car dealership. They'll be advertising. But it's also important to note that why are people not advertising? Yes, people don't have a lot of money to spend discretionary wise advertising. But all the research says that many companies feel like if you make light of something right now, or you have a little too much fun. I actually disagree with this. I think you need to smile and laugh right now. People need something to get us out of this malaise that we've been living in since January of 2020. But the research says don't go too light on something in light of where we are as a society. But also don't go too dark because it reminds people of where we are. So many companies have said let's save the money. We have no idea what the mood of the advertising public really is going to be. So we're going to sit it out. So when you're watching the game, yeah, it's going to be different because it won't feel like the Super Bowl. Unless, of course, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. In it, then it feels normal. But also, when the people, the one group of people that don't watch football all year, they watch for the commercials, it won't feel the same to them. Last thing, everybody's like, who's not watching the Super Bowl? Always a reminder, this is the old Zubin Stickler. There are always two <laughs> times as many people that don't watch the Super Bowl than watch the Super Bowl. We have like 330 million people in the country, and then CBS will put out some press release on Monday saying like 100 million people watch. So there are 200 million people, twice as many people, not watching the Super Bowl. Okay. I think us three will be watching. Everybody that's listening will be watching. Time for your predictions. Last couple of minutes. Here we go, Key. Who wins and final score? It's on the record. Uh, Kansas City will win. The score will be 45-31. to 31. Yeah, Tom will make it look good in the fourth quarter, but then Kansas City will pull away. Jay. I'm going Kansas City. I've been saying it all week. 35-21. Patrick Mahomes wins MVP. No doubt. I'll go Chiefs 31-24. I am rooting for Brady. I just think it's a better story. I love Mahomes. He's a great, great, great 
future of the league and the president of the league, not to mention. But I just, I just feel like Kansas City is going to win Jay. and win close. Rematch of Week 12. Jay, make sure you wash them dishes, too, after the Super Bowl. Don't let Stop. them sit there and pile up. I'm not. Up. They'll be done that evening. Okay, too. just that making evening. sure. Jay, easy solution. Just, just get paper plates. You can do paper plates, too. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what, whatever. Move. I just don't want to look up. And we have our call on Monday or oh, Sunday night Sunday. for the Are Monday we show. Are we, we can't no do our call Sunday night. No call Sunday night. Everybody needs to know there is no call. <laughs> Finally. Okay. All right. Well, what are we going to talk about? This might happen in the Super Bowl? Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever we, heard. We, we find something to talk about. Sunday. I want everybody here 5 o'clock ready to go Monday morning. Right. To your point, Why Ed, are you we just... trying to act tough? Yeah. Wait, who Who is this talking? Yeah. I want everybody here. Last couple of seconds. I will Bill tell you, Ed, we just spent a previous segment talking about things that might happen in the Super Bowl with Joe. But I, I'm kidding. I kid. Spend your Super Bowl Sunday with us on ESPN <laughs> Radio. Start your day with Barton Hahn. Then tune in after the game ends with Jason Fitz and Mike Golick Jr. ESPN Radio is your Super Sunday home from 7 a.m. Eastern until after the game and right into us. Kansas Monday morning City. at 6 a.m. Eastern Tell time. your dad, Next Evan time we Pye. see you, Super Bowl 55 champion crowned. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.